Chapter 39 Fucking Strangers Jake was horny. So fucking horny. The farther he got from the strip club, the hornier he got, and he thought about running back to its open arms, naked girls, booze, and blow, but he had left its loving embrace, and he knew its arms weren't open anymore. If he returned, he would be persona non grata, a feeling he did not like at all. It was 11 p.m., so it felt relatively early. Bars closed at 2 a.m. in L.A., so the clock was ticking, but there was still a lot of time to find some girl that might want to smash, or at the very least, make him think he was going to smash. He found himself stumbling a bit as he walked to one of his old haunts. The blow was starting to fade, and the shots were starting to kick in, so he slipped down an alleyway. Pissing didn't help as much as he hoped, so he jammed his fingers down his throat and threw up the meager contents of his stomach onto the ground. It wasn't much more than a mouthful of clear liquid, but it instantly made him feel better, his endorphins kicking in as a light breeze cooled him down. Jake gave his cheeks three sharp slaps and pushed the light sweat from his forehead to his hair. It was game time. If he was going to fuck, he needed to have his wits about him and to not be the drunken slob he felt like three minutes earlier. He wasn't quite ready to ruin some girl's night. Max's call was still eating at him, so he pulled out his phone and tried calling Daryl again. When Daryl didn't pick up, he called Max, but the phone barely made it two rings before going straight to voicemail. Getting her to want to fuck him wasn't as hard as he thought it was going to be. He was walking through the door when he saw her. He had seen her before once or twice, but not in a long time. She was walking forward but looking back into the bar, doing that old movie star red carpet shtick, turning your head back over your shoulder, being alluring, being sexy, and hiding the fact you had no tits. The light hit her craning neck just right, and he felt something sexual. He wasn't a sucker for necks, and it sure as fuck wasn't love at first sight, but it felt almost primal. Dudes like to say that, right? Jake decided what to do in an instant. He turned his head, mirroring her, but instead he was looking back out into the street. As luck would have it, a police car with sirens blaring sped past just as he turned, giving him the perfect alibi. Despite the scenario he concocted, he was also a gentleman. He cushioned the hit, swinging around right at the last second, making it all chest to chest, and he even slowed her fall as she fell backwards, catching her half a foot off the ground before slowly releasing her to the floor. To the casual observer, it looked worse than it was, but he didn't want her to be knocked out. What fun would that be? Jake discreetly looked around the bar for a knight in shining armor that may come to help the fair maiden. There was no doubt he was the jerk, and he knew some guy might just be drunk enough to throw a punch. The bouncer was helping some sack of potatoes get into a cab outside, so he wasn't an issue, but Jake was still relieved this bar was in severe lack of a hero tonight. The girl was pissed. She furiously gathered her shit together, and Jake could tell she wasn't used to being on the wrong end of the stick. He had to play it right, give her a line that would make her change her face, become self-conscious, maybe even giggle. The wrinkles line he threw at her was clunky, and he hated himself for it, but they all couldn't be winners. Her face didn't change. If anything, it got worse. Jake offered his hand, but she ignored it and clumsily got to her feet. As they stood eye to eye, she seemed to soften. She pretended she wasn't looking him up and down. He had asked her if she was all right. She wanted an apology, but apologies were worth a bag of dicks to Jake, and there was no way he was throwing out one to this girl. 
Jake could see she was weighing up her options, and against his better judgment, he begrudgingly gave it one last shot. It wasn't much of a shot, to be fair, but more than he usually would offer, and a mea culpa cocktail served up in the hope of letting bygones be bygones was at least something they both could enjoy. Alas, she still didn't want to drink to fallen foes, so he offered her one last chance to sip the nectar of the gods as he walked to the bar, but his delivery of the invitation was as icy as the drink he was offering, and he made sure to be on his way to the bar before she could give an answer. Jake took a spot at the bar with the most vacant stools next to it, and the bartender made his way over, nodding his head in recognition. Vodka rocks with a splash of seven, Jake said evenly. The bartender nodded again and went about his work. Jake may have started with whiskey and then moved to tequila, but he knew he was going to finish with vodka. Bad moves were coming to mind, and the holy trinity of booze was the only thing that would get him to his final destination. That sounds good, the girl said cheerfully over his shoulder. I'll get one of those too. The bartender stopped what he was doing and looked to Jake to get his consent. Jake nodded but didn't acknowledge the girl's arrival at the bar, even though she had parked herself right next to him. You having fun yet? Jake asked, still not looking in her direction. Of course, the girl said, leaning on the bar and trying her best to get eye contact from Jake through the mirror behind the bartender. I always have fun with my friends. The bartender served up the drinks and Jake peeled a twenty off his billfold and pushed it towards the bartender. He noticed in the mirror how her eyes sharply darted to check out his wad of cash, and he had a pretty good idea of what type of girl he was dealing with. Up the bum, no babies, Jake said, clinking his glass with hers. He waited a second to see her reaction. Up the bum, no babies, she gushed before taking a big sip of her drink. Jake followed suit, taking a gulp to rival hers. I'm Danny, by the way, the girl said before taking another sip. Why does it say Jill on your necklace, then? Jake asked with a smile. Her eyes widened and her hand rushed to cover the four tiny balls that spelled out Jill. He didn't really care what the story was with the necklace. It just provided him a deflecting line of conversation so he didn't have to provide his own name or make up one. They only had one more drink before Jake guided her to the employee restroom. It wasn't much of a restroom in truth. It used to be sure, but now it was just a storage room with a broken toilet and the grim smell of shit. Jake had used the restroom slash storage room slash fuck palace before. The bartender usually hooked him up with the key for a hundred bucks, but tonight he seemed a little uncooperative and made him pay double. He wasn't super into the girl. She was pretty and had everything Jake looked for in a sex partner, that is, a pulse and a vagina, but there was something missing. Everything with her was too easy. She was too agreeable, even when he said his usual asshole shit to try and get a rise. It was like he was some fucking loser virgin and his friends had paid some hooker behind his back to fuck him. This girl is terrible, Jake thought as he went through the motions, creeping his cock part of the way into her pussy, teasing her, then thrusting deep inside trying to make her give him a reaction, a real reaction. It had gone from sexual conquest to sexual regret in less than five minutes. He watched her every move, every flick of her hair. She even smacked her own ass and gave the old, ooh, that feels good line, followed by a lip pout. She had obviously watched thousands of hours of porn and studied the various poses and dialogue, molding them into a routine. It was insulting what she was subjecting him to.
He just hoped she wasn't going to hand him an invoice at the end of this debacle. At any rate, if this girl was a hooker, she was doing a terrible job. A hooker's goal was to make you come in the shortest time possible. If anything, she was the anti-hooker, because her antics were almost making Jake go soft. Almost. For the record, our hero never goes soft. The show pony routine did nothing for him. He was already fucking her. Why on earth would he want to fall in love with her, too? He wasn't stupid. This was her tactic. She was trying to make him feel like a sex god so he would keep coming back. It was the girlfriend experience, and he had seen that dozens of times before, and it had never worked. His intuition in situations like this was like a sixth sense. His cock was operating at a higher level, and it made him feel like a star of a TV show. He was a hardened street cop, prowling the mean streets of Los Angeles, doing what needed to be done. When one day he was on a routine investigation into an illegal shipment of Viagra, and his world changed forever. Now, as the FBI's newest detective, he uses his psychic cock, his psycock, if you will, to solve murders, and he will have to fuck to survive. Jake Myers is the fuck medium, coming this fall to Fox. Yeah, the plot still needed to be ironed out a little. For instance, he would need to make it clear his psycock only worked on women, but that was a minor detail that could be easily fixed with exposition. Jake was done, and she was acting, it was all a ruse, and he had fallen for it, but he decided that since he was already fucking her, he might as well just keep going and started pumping harder and harder. Yeah, fuck me, baby, the girl panted, biting her lip as she looked over her shoulder. I know you want it. Jake pulled his hips back so the head of his cock was almost out of her pussy, then slammed it back in and kept pumping in this fashion, quietly grunting with each thrust inside. He just wanted to come now and get it over with. At Killing Jake Sometimes people hate you so much they want to fuck you and sometimes you let them. What a fitting end to a fucking clusterfuck of a night. Got laid, though. Hashtag jizzed in womb. Hashtag... Sex in the shitty.